1: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for wednesday march 30th 2022 i'm one of your host blessing adio jr joining me is our fox GameSpot's spots tamor hussein what
2: up baby who's ready for
1: some news tam i'm very excited for some news because i was refreshing playstation's twitter account today and i was like all right give me the big news give me the big news and at 10 a.m right at 10 a.m today tam they announced it the big stuff the big stuff stanley parable is coming to playstation it has a date now the ultra deluxe version of the game is coming to ps5 and ps4 on april 27th tam are you excited
2: oh always excited to see more of stanley parable um, Hell yeah and yeah from from what it looks like uh it looks like it's going to be a significant update are you, were you a stanley parable person back in the day I wasn't super into it, but I remember being very, very, very distracted at the time. So this is a an opportunity for me to really dig into it again. Um, I've always been meaning to go back to it, but I just never had have had the chance. Um, so this is a good excuse to go back to it for me, I think.
1: Yeah, I know for me, this is one... A Stanley Parable was definitely kind of a moment because this came out... I think well, a little bit after Portal and Portal 2, maybe around the Portal 2 era, uh, it was like early walking sim era. And so it was like this and then like Gone Home and then a, a few other of those early walking sims. Mm. And this was, for me, a, an early example of a game that was a pure comedy experience at a time where I felt like, that was more rare. And so, like, for those who, if you somehow missed Stanley Parable, right? Like, it is a first-person walking sim. It is Mm -hmm. you. You spawn in an office and you have a narrator that's talking about you, the character, and you play as Stanley. And the, the narrator is basically like, hey, go this way. And you have the choice of, like, do i follow what the narr- narrator telling me to do do i go a different direction and the game kind of accounts for all the different ways you play and all the different choices you make and it riffs off of that like the the, the there there are many voice lines that the narrator has that like are ba- are basically jokes based on what you're doing i adored this game back in the day and i've not played mm. it in years and so i'm excited to return it to it and i'm excited to see what else they do with it because like this game was a a fourth wall breaking game, right? Like that was kind of the main thing is that it kept breaking the fourth wall over and over and over again. And so if you're releasing this game again, 10 years later, I feel like you gotta find new ways to break the fourth wall. And so if that's gonna be the case, I'm very excited for it. I wanna dive deep into it.
2: Yeah, I think the one thing that was clear was there's a lot more potential in the thing that the game that they made. And this feels like a good opportunity for them to realize some of that. I bet you they walked away from it and were like, oh, we could have done this, this, and this. And they can look at the responses to the game as well and kind of cater um what they're doing with this to kind of uh, upend some expectations and have fun with returning players and also have a more keen insight into how to really like uh, yeah. tick the boxes and really play with new players as well so it's exciting for the for a game that this is this beloved to come back and seemingly have a a kind of significant amount of changes and updates to it
1: yeah and also I, I kind of miss walking sims like not that they've gone away necessarily but I feel like we've had less of the, like, big focus on, oh, shit, everybody needs to check out What Remains of the Finch. Oh, shit, everybody needs to check out this, like, this one game that's coming out. I feel like that era of walking sim has kind of come and gone. And now, like, you still get walking sims, but they're not the talk of the town the way that no. they used to be when when a special one would
2: come out. No, not at all, like they were the, I don't know, it seems like we swung back into like gameplay heavy stuff again now, we kind of go through cycles where it's like everyone's really focused on making narrative games and then it swings back to everyone's really focused on making mechanical heavy games and it feels like we're in the mechanical heavy phase again. I I expect that we'll swing back to like narrative again um, Mm. at some point soon and maybe stuff like this uh, walking simulators will be back in a evolved form to Mm. a degree.
1: Tim, what have you been playing lately? How
2: are you doing? I'm right. right, I'm playing this little game called Elden Ring. I'm are you still on Elden Ring? I'm still you, playing it. Have I'm you rolled credits it. yet? Or are you, are you like just I'm, exploring the world I'm taking I'm time? I'm at the point where I could roll credits, but I'm choosing not to. Um, okay. I'm just kind of like wandering around and find, and I keep finding new things. Like I keep finding stuff that isn't like, oh, this is just the same area reskin. It's like, no, this is an entire area or an entire quest line that I just did not know was here. And now I'm like, Digging through that and some of it is stuff like I presumably should have found in the early hours of the game, but I missed because of the vastness of the game. But um, yeah, it's it's impressive, man. I'm still How many, how many hours? I'm about 140, 100 and something God, like damn. that. Yeah, something, something like that. Um, and then my plan is to finish it up and then start playing again immediately on PlayStation and start working towards the Platinum for Heck that. Yeah. Um, I this
1: yeah. is this is one of those months where i've been not bummed out i've been very excited about video games for the last couple of months because it's been a very exciting time for game releases and there have been yeah. hel- like in terms of me and my taste for video games i feel like every week i'm getting a game that is speaking to me directly which has been very awesome and fun but it also means mm. that for a game like elden ring that i feel like demands my time and that i feel like i would want to just you know spend time living in this world for a, a month or two or um or more mm. i am i i i don't have the time like i have to like put it yeah. down or i have to find stopping points and so for me i made it i think i'm yeah. like 90 hours into the game now and like i rolled credits at around I want to say like seventy five, eighty. Um, but like, I, I, I think I did all the shard bearers, right? Which are the big bosses in the game, except for Melania, who people are talking about as being one of the hardest, if not the hardest, boss in the game. I'm
2: so excited to fight Melania. I haven't done that yet because right now my character is just rolling everyone, like folding See, bosses like they're omelets that's right now. Exactly where I'm
1: at too where I like, I just hit uh, Melania well, a couple days ago. I was doing it on stream and I got to her and I was like, all right, let's see if this is a ch- the challenge that people are making it out to be because right now I have a, my samurai build. I am running two katanas. One of the, one of them is the Rivers of Blood katana, which has mm. very high ble- bleed effect. The other is the Uchi katana that you start off with and they are powerful. Like I'm running on high strength, high dexterity, high, high arcane and mm. I am tearing through folks. The, fi- l- the last, I want to say like three bosses in the game, um of like the main storyline quest line like we're pretty much a breeze the last one definitely took me a, a couple hours but like the ones before that were pretty much a breeze uh Ooh. so stepping up to, to Millennial on stream i was like all right man like let's see if, if she has the stuff and i only fought her for about like an hour because i was i was tired by the time i got to her but mm. she had the stuff like she was beating okay, my ass but i got okay, close good. a couple times like there were two tries like early on where i was like i might end this i might end this here but
2: um she has a face well, <laughs> that is it, pretty it,
1: aggressive. People
3: are saying that she might be the hardest Souls Boss, not just the hardest Elden Ring
2: Boss. Interesting. I'm gonna. I'm very we'll excited see. for that. Maybe
1: I'm. Maybe
3: and, I'm and, very and, well and, like, level. Watching it, it, it was fun because like I knew I would never have the stuff to like her her myself. So it was fun to watch Andy, uh, 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 you know, try his hand at her uh, for a couple of nights, <clears throat> and it was interesting talking to him of like he d- and kind of seeing. The way that boss fight plays out, or like you know, people have been saying it might be the the hardest Souls boss. I, interesting. I don't, I don't think Andy agrees with that. Like he was saying, that. I don't know if I agree with that either. There are f- I, harder fights, but there are yeah. definitely some very interesting RNG. There's a me, there's with, a mechanic uh, that she
1: has yeah. that makes it tough, but like I think. Okay. I I it might be my build, because apparently I have a very good build if I'm gonna fight Melania. Plus, like I have my my mimic, even though my mimic is only like level three or whatever, but I use I use it still. Mm. I have gotten close to beating her second phase. If she has a third- I don't know how many phases she has. If she has <laughs> a third phase, then I'm like, okay, yeah, she's one of the hardest bosses ever. But like, if this second phase is her last phase, I don't think so. Cause like I've gotten close to beating that and I that that was after maybe like an hour yeah. or so of fighting her I mean, versus Orphan of Cos and Blood in the Orphan Bloodborne of DLC. Kos, yeah, that Orphan of Cos is still number one
2: for for me. And like Orphan of Cost doesn't have crazy amounts of like mechanics or or like loads. It's just pure like difficulty challenge to Orphan yeah. of Cause. Yeah, like Orphan of Cause really
1: and then um the final boss and Sekiro of Shadows Die twice. I think both of those for me were up there in terms of Ishing, okay, no issues is are difficult yeah. from software. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I've also been playing a little game called Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh shit! Um, which I'm playing for. I do this show called Lads on Tour, um, which is a, like a bi-weekly Twitch stream, and I'm playing that. And I, I tweeted about this yesterday. Have you played Symphony of the Night? Uh, like a long time ago. I'm so remember like right Vita. at remember right at the start, you walk in as an Alucard and you go yeah. into a room and then Death appears with his giant scythe and he's like, "I'm jacking all your shit." and he takes all your stuff, and then you carry on as like a deep alucard a into the game. Mm-hmm. So I was playing that yesterday. And I was like, Oh, you know what, I'm going to walk, uh, I walked into that room and then quickly thought, you know what, I actually want to go back and farm the wolves a little bit more. So as soon as I walk into a room, I left like on a v- extremely quickly, and somehow glitched that encounter. So when I went back into the room, death doesn't appear. So oh, like shit. I carried on into the game as a fully powered Alucard. Really? Like, Wait, I didn't I, know you could do that. That's awesome. I yeah. hadn't. I did it completely Holy by shit. accident. Did not know it was possible. Um, it's been many many years since I've seen a Castlevania speedrun, but like apparently it's a pretty well-known um, uh, glitch but like it's very tricky to do and it requires specific timing and i just did it completely by accident <laughs> like on my phone playing with a backbone That's awesome. and so now i'm just like tearing through the, the the game with my alucard with his all his abilities is so good Damn, so we have a fun. whole show to get to but i just like
1: kicking with go. you talking about
2: video games what was the first game
1: you think that did that where it's like all right, here's your full powered character at the beginning of the game, and then we're going to strip you of all your powers so you feel weak. Like, I know that's very much like a Metroidvania uh, thing. The first game I remember playing, and the, of course, this isn't the first game to do it, but just in my childhood was, I think it was Paper Mario, <laughs> where, like, you come uh, in and you fight Bowser, and you have all these abilities, and you get, you get demolished, and then you have to go through the star. I remember being a kid doing that and being like, yo, what the fuck? Like,
2: are you kidding me? Bowser did this shit to me? Um, Um, I'm trying to remember. Like, Super Metroid is the first one I remember doing it. That's the first one I can Um, think of as well. Yeah, that I played doing it. Isn't there a Sonic game that does it, technically, where you are like you have all the emeralds right at the start, and then Knuckles jacks you? I I think that was Sonic 3. Yeah, maybe it's Sonic 3. Like, I don't think... Yeah, I think Knuckles just shows up and is like, this shit is mine. And then bounces, but you don't really... And you start off as Super Sonic as well, right? Because, like, you're I, Super Saiyan Sonic, because you jump off the... It's been a while the, I play Sonic 3, but I think that might have yeah, been, like, the jump, opening cutscene. Yeah, you jump off the plane, out of the screen, and then come back in your Super Saiyan form, and, like, dash along. And I thought that was the coolest shit. And then from that moment on, Sonic took a nosedive and became absolute dog shit. Anyways, uh, let's move on, shall we? Anyway, let's move on, Tam. Uh, let's talk about today's stories,
1: <laughs> which include everybody's golf servers shutting down, Activision Blizzard settling a lawsuit, and more because this is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each can repeat that at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around housekeeping for you over on tiktok i have my impressions video up of atlanta season three episode one it's a quick spoilery breakdown of the episode that you can check out over on at kind of funny games on tiktok and then over on youtube our moon knight episode one review screencast episode is going up today uh, that'll be up on youtube.com slash kind of funny and on the screencast podcast feed and then p.s i love you xoxo is recording tomorrow with the episode going up on friday we'll talk about project spartacus and more so get those questions in on Patreon and look out for the episode dropping on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe on Friday. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo Brady, and Pranksy. Today we're brought to you by Uplift Desk, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news we have five stories today <gasps> a bigger dozen starting Ooh. with our number one one to make greg miller sad everybody's golf's online servers are shutting down this is marcus stewart at game informer if you've been hitting the links on online in everybody's golf your days on the green are now numbered sony has announced that the online servers for the 2017 title are shutting down later this year the shutdown occurs on september 30th as per a message that appears when you visit the game's playstation store page it also states that quote all online features including online multiplayer modes will cease on that date you'll still be able to play and enjoy the game in single-player offline modes end quote This also means that some online-dependent trophies will no longer be attainable. There's no official explanation for the shutdown, but maintaining servers costs money. Tam, it's -hmm. a very sad day.
2: Mm It is a very, very sad day. Golf games are few and far in between these days. Good golf games are even fewer and even further in between. Everybody's golf is one of the few that is like genuinely good. It's such a shame that they're taking it offline. I'm sure there's like a good justifiable reason for it, but I don't know. I feel like Sony should be like, hey, we don't have a lot of these. Let's just keep this one rolling for the people that are out there. Um, yeah. and, and it's like fun. And it's, I would, I would like lean into this. I am surprised that Sony doesn't lean harder into these games. Like it feels like such an approachable, such a fun golf game. And golf games are, I I, I always want to play a golf game. And if I have a choice between this and, like, the sim golf games, I am never in a million years going to play any of those sim golf games. You, know what, I you don't want to play some
1: Rory McIlroy's no, I, golf? No,
2: I would rather... I don't even want to say what I'd rather do than... than You'd rather I play some rather everybody's golf? I would rather eat dung than... <laughs> You'd rather
1: host the awesome...
2: <laughs> I would rather become the loathsome dung eater than play mm. uh, Rory, Rory McElroy's golf bollocks. But these games, I'm into. Like, I, I would, I love like checking these games. So I've been playing like a bit of Clap Hands Golf on um on uh, uh, iOS, World. which is mm. great um, and it's good fun. And like, I'm surprised that Sony isn't like, hey, we've got a cool, really easy to play uh, golf game here. Everyone, check it out. You know, do tournaments, that kind of stuff. Chuck in some like treat that game the way they treated Little Big Planet, if you know what I mean. Where you know, here's Kratos and here's a. Uh, Here's I don't know sweet tooth skin. Here's a Gabriel Logan skin. Uh, oh, you know, yeah, could you imagine how hard Greg Miller would pop off if exactly. like they started adding like patapon skins and shit to everybody's golf? Yeah, um, it's it's I'm very surprised that they they just kind of like send these games out quietly, um, especially given how fun they are, and especially given how like there is a community around them, and and if they would nourish it, I think it could be really something special, but who knows maybe we'll get another everybody's golf that's like more of a games as a service thing and you know
1: yeah i mean broke. i would be very excited for that right especially now that we're in the ps5 gen i feel like you want to put out something that is a ps5 everybody's golf game that ushers it into the new generation with better uh, better graphics better looks all this stuff if this is such a bummer to me because everybody's golf is a very good game i think it's a very yeah. fun game and if they did put out a everybody's golf director's cut for ps5 i think they could have rode that wave and had it be a thing that would live and i and i think this is probably evident that the everybody's golf player base probably just isn't there for them to support it long term um i'm sure the people that play it the most are probably kind of funny like it's probably yeah greg miller and any cortez whenever they want to do their rivalry and have me jump in and still beat greg miller even though he's supposed to be good at the game i'm sure those are the only times that the game does get like you forgot a very
2: short nick
1: and also a very short nick scarpino of course yeah Yeah. like i feel like in terms of content wise right like i feel like we're one of the very few outlets that like go very hard for everybody's golf and then in terms of player base i'm sure if we looked at the numbers we'd be like oh man not that many people are still playing everybody's golf this 2017 niche golf game that came out uh, in 2017 right in 2022 um i'm sure that's the case but it's still a sad thing right because like you like you put it this is one of the only few Uh, arcade golf games to do it like this right you're talking about this and then on the nintendo side you're talking about mario golf um and then beyond that right like you are getting more and more niche the further you go and then yeah you have the pga sim stuff that isn't necessarily for everybody right like those are for the people that want to show up and play the the sim golf games those are for the hardcore those are for the people that want to that want to buy the game every single year even though i'm sure pga doesn't come out every year anymore but you know what Mm. i mean yeah um and so yeah i think i think it's sad like i hope they come out with a new game soon or i hope they find a ps5 a way to release a ps5 version that reinstates online and um, continues to carry it forward because for a playstation 2 that seems like they want to evolve into live service this isn't Uh, this doesn't bode well, you know, this strikes me as a, all right, cool. As PlayStation, again, this doesn't have a large player base, so we're going to abandon it. And that's not what I want to hear at this point in time.
2: It's also kind of weird given that they have the option to just jam it into, like, PlayStation Plus or PlayStation, one of the new tiered system things and just make it, like, give it a kind of shot in the arm. And they, I don't know, maybe they made it free on PlayStation Plus a while back, and I just don't remember it. But, like, there's ways to kind of bolster a community for them in their own ecosystem without just jumping to shutting it down i wish they would explore that a bit more um but yeah um it's a sad it, sad time
1: it also might be a, a clap hands studio thing right like clap hands yeah, is studio that makes everybody's golf they went on to make it, it's called clap hands golf right yeah yeah yeah, mobile. yeah yeah they went on to work on that right which isn't a playstation game and i wonder if it is a thing of hey we were just we were uh, brought on to publish or to to work on this one game published by PlayStation, right? Everybody's golf, and now like we don't have that deal anymore, and so we don't necessarily have to keep up and update it and like work on it long term. Maybe there's something in that. Maybe there, uh, it's just yeah. the fact that they don't have that ongoing partnership.
2: True, true. There could be that. Um, it's unclear. I, I would have thought that um, Sony was operating the uh, network side of of that game, but especially if it's a uh, if it's an exclusive. But maybe there is some um, element of Clap Hands needing to. Kind of detach themselves and wash their hands of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, PlayStation. You're buying all these, all these studios, right? You bought Bungie. You bought what was the one that was just announced? Like, oh, Haven Studios. You buy Haven Mm -hmm. Studios. I'm saying, clap hands. Buy Clap Hands Golf. Buy Clap Hands. Let them work on a golf game indefinitely. You heard me first. Yeah,
2: just the 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 PlayStation All Star Battle Royale of golf games. Let them make it honestly like
1: that is actually gold like honestly if you made it if you put out um a, a, a an everybody's golf game that does function like what um the last little big planet game did right sack boys big adventure did yeah. where over the months you get the the horizon zero dawn skin you get the kratos skin you get the ghost of shima skin in there that'd be hype as hell
2: yeah i mean like it, i think it's a no-brainer but what do i know i'm only i'm a humble man who you're only managing industry. editor of the number one video yeah. games website exactly spot.com. exactly
1: let's talk about more news about things being unavailable story number two fast and furious crossroads is being delisted less than two years after release this is ryan leston at ign who is upset about this Tim motherfucking Geddes. No, <laughs> I don't
3: even think Tim would be upset about this, you know?
1: I don't think... I don't, listen, if I wasn't reading this on this show, I don't
2: think anybody would even notice. Yeah, uh, I would <laughs> like to thank uh, whoever is Bandai Namco for pulling this off the internet for, because you're clearly returning some megabytes of data to us as a whole.
1: Yeah, PlayStation's like, can you just get this off our fucking <laughs> <the> story? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're wasting our bandwidth. The story reads like this. It looks as though Fast and Furious Crossroads is being pulled from sale. Less than two years after... After it launched in August, 2020, an update from Bandai Namco has confirmed that Fast and Furious Crossroads will be delisted by the end of the month, with all sales ending on April 29th, 2022 at 4 a.m. CEST quote, if you bought the game digitally, it will remain in your library and can be re-downloaded in the future. Any DLCs purchased before April 29th, 2022 will still be available to use
2: after this date. Uh, End quote, says an update on the game's official website. I love that quote because it sounds like a doctor telling you the illness has not gone away completely. It could come back. <laughs> if you pull back. the game digitally, it will remain in your library and it can be re-downloaded in the future. Beware. I love this so, I quote back. because
1: this is me final, uh, uh, learning for the first time that this game even has an official website. Like, <laughs> damn, y'all made it that far. Uh, additionally, the game's online modes will also remain active for the time being. How long before that goes offline is anyone's guess, however. Tim, did you ever check out Fast and Furious Crossroads? No! Do you know anyone who <laughs> checked out Fast <laughs> and
2: Furious Crossroads? Gettys, and my that's time. it. That's the only person yeah.
3: who played this game and they were like, I, oh, well, Tim hasn't turned on his PlayStation in a while, so we're just going to take this off the store.
2: My <laughs> choices were to either play this game or like have an existential crisis and stare at my ceiling while crying, and I picked the existential crisis, mm. if I remember correctly. So I think I made the right choice, existential crisis every time over whatever this nonsense game is. Um, Two years is wild. Two years is such a short time. And granted, they made it further than Crucible, and so
1: like kudos to that. But also like, here's the the bummer thing for me is the fact that I think you can make a good Fast and Furious game. Like that is not an implausible
2: thing. That is something that you can do. Yeah, I think you do it. You do it by taking every member of the Fast and Furious movies, creating digital versions of them, and putting them in everybody's golf. Easy. <laughs> a different direction that I would have taken it. I was about to reference Spy
1: Hunter on the PS2, which was <laughs> a a, um, a a driving action spy game, right? Le- the remake of like the original classic Spy Hunter game, where you would go through. It was level by level. It was kind of like James Bond, but you're just driving only the driving levels, mm. and you're like completing objectives. You're shooting guns out of your car. You're doing all this shit. That game was a strong, fine <laughs> to okay, <laughs> but I liked it, right? Like as a as as a kid with a PS2 that had that game, I was like. Yeah, this is a fun time. Like I will replay this game again and I, I like I had a good time with it. I think you can make a fast and furious game in 2022 that is a driving action game. It is car destruction, a word that I'm re- making up right now. Um, car, it's car destruction. Cars this car destruction, car right. destruction, and it is single player and multiplayer co-op who knows, but it is you uh, fulfilling objectives and doing stunts, Hit. right? It is you jumping from building into the next building and mm. making making that happen.
2: Here's my genuine pitch for it. Remember when Nintendo released Mario Kart DLC that was a Mercedes-Benz? And everyone was like, why is there this realistic-looking car in Mario Kart? It was very confusing. Imagine the standard Mario Kart 8 right now, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but with realistic models of the Fast and Furious members in them, just sitting in those carts, And that's it. That's all you do.
1: I'm surprised there aren't more like Fast and Furious um, crossovers in video games. Like, has there been kind of funny wrong? Has there been Fast and Furious characters in Fortnite? Because I feel like that's a slam dunk. Yeah, I feel like true. putting Fast and Furious characters in in Rocket uh, Rocket League is a slam dunk, right? Like, get them in Destruction All Stars. I feel like I that's. Want, I, I a would layup.
2: love to see fucking Forza Vin, did it. Vin fucking Diesel, Vin Diesel building in Fortnite, just setting up structures. He cannot be using the no building mode. Just Vin Diesel and I don't know, ludicrous. Just ludicrous building fort to protect themselves. Rocket, from uh, is Tyrese.
3: also saying Rocket League did a Fast and Furious crossover. Okay, which I okay, care. so
1: okay, it looks like it is happening. That that warms my heart. Then, but I want to see it happen more because like Fast hmm. and Furious is popular. Fast and Furious is usually always popping. Barry, do you know when the next Fast and Furious movie is coming out? Fast Ten. <sighs> no. No. This is why we need some Gettys on the show more. I'm sure that's coming out within the next year and a half. Like, Let me Google
2: it while you... It's always you,
1: they, Thank you, Tim. It's always the right time for Fast and Furious, so give me more Fast and Furious crossovers. That's my decree. <laughs> Every single one of these stories ended with me making it a decree. 2023?
2: Yeah, May 19th, 2023, featuring Vin Diesel, Jason Momoa, uh, Charlie Saron, and, no, uh, uh, oh my god, Han's coming back.
1: Well, No, Han came back. Right, in the last yeah, one? He's yeah, for,
2: again, again. Oh, he's coming back again. Yeah, okay, again, yeah. You think they're going to
1: have Wonder Woman?
2: God, I hope not. No. She's dead, dead. He's also the I most know. boring Everybody's character. Everybody's
1: dead, dead in Fast and Furious.
2: <laughs> Gal, Godot come has, back? Gal Gadot has somehow got one of the most successful Hollywood careers as being completely incapable of delivering a line. Like, every <laughs> line she delivers is just absolute poop from a butt and i'm just now, like how are you this <laughs> popular
1: tan while you're uh, googling shit can you google when the next mission impossible movie is because i'm craving a mission impossible movie
2: mission impossible uh oh, movie. i cannot tell you the number yeah, yeah just look up new movie
1: and while you're doing um, that let me tell you about story actually june, tell me now, june story 8, 28
2: 2024 you say 2024 yeah i said 2024 Instead it's of its timeline. previously announced debut of July 7th, 2023.
3: Yeah, I feel like it. Didn't he get like injured again or something? I feel like something happened with Vision Impossible. I think there might have been well, a COVID
2: thing. The, the thing was, uh, no one took COVID seriously on the set. Like uh, literally no one. And they all got it, including like the director. Mm. And it was like wild.
1: God, you hate to see it. Uh, story number three. Activision Blizzard has settled a sexual harassment lawsuit for $18 million. This is Matt Kim at IGN. Activision Blizzard is looking to do away with one of the several lawsuits over sexual harassment and discrimination levied against it. According to the Washington Post, U.S. District Judge Dale Fisher is, quote, prepared to approve, end quote, an $18 million settlement between Activision Blizzard and the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, a.k.a. the EEOC. This lawsuit is separate from another one uh, from the the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Once finalized, Activision will agree to create an $18 million fund to compensate eligible claimants, uh, continue enhancing policies, practices, and training to prevent harassment and discrimination in the workplace, and engage a third-party Equal Employment Opportunity Consultant approved by the EELC. Activision Blizzard has been embroiled in a sexual harassment scandal since 2021, and while it looks to resolve one lawsuit, there are others the company still faces. Tam, how do you feel about this? Is this a step in the right direction?
2: Yeah, but also no. Like, I think this is chump change for for Activision Blizzard. Like, this is not nearly enough, and it feels like... I think the important thing to remember is this ultimately is a gesture for public consumption. Like, hey, we did the thing, leave us alone now. And we absolutely should not leave them alone because ultimately what you need is not monetary value being paid to these people. Yes, pay to pay them people who, who you um, uh, impacted uh, compensation for some of the things that happened to them. Ultimately, no amount of money is probably adequately gonna kind of... Um, uh, alleviate the things that they went through and the trauma and stress that they went through. But this goes some way. What needs to happen is like, there needs to be positive, meaningful action in rooting out bad actors within these companies and then establishing a system and, and workflows and, and and kind of like, Uh, groups within that company that ensure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen again. If this stuff is gonna continue to happen, if the root causes aren't addressed, if people like Bobby Kotick are still hanging around just turning a blind eye and it's still a boys club where people can do insane, wild shit to people uh, and and get away with it, um, doesn't matter how many millions you're Mm -hmm. coughing up, like that doesn't matter because it's just gonna continue happening. And the people there who aren't you know being paid this money are going to continue to feel unsafe or they'll continue to you know be bad actors it doesn't really matter to them like if you're if you suck and you're at this company and you're perpetuating this bad behavior some the other part of the business paying 18 million dollars is probably not going to change much for you you're going to still being You can carry on being she that that's not what needs to happen what needs to happen is people need to be um Taking positive action within these companies to ensure there's systems and and in place to make sure this stuff doesn't happen again. And also there needs to be, you know, folks within the companies looking out for the workers, not just the company itself saying, Hey, we set up this team in HR. Reminder, HR usually is there to protect the company. Mm-hmm. There needs to be people who represent the people who work there in development and other disciplines within these companies looking after their own, basically a union. So unionize.
1: Hell yeah, you said it best. Uh, Tam, before we move on to the next news story, I want to tell everybody out there about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors.
0: Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the things so much, I decided to write a rap song for them. Uh, Build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it. I just did it anyway. Getting my uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up, I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up, I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair, and eventually, all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me. Choose from laminate, whiteboard, bamboo, solid wood, butcher block, or even custom solid wood or laminate options. Uplift Desk won New York Times Wirecutters Best Standing Desk from 2019 to 2022. And while I'm at it, I'm just going to give them an award as well. Best standing desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now. Uplift Desk have a 15-year warranty. They ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping. So if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life. Maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a Zoom call or something. Uplift your life. Go to kindoffunny.com slash uplift.
2: That Andy Cortez, man. When is he dropping a mixtape? I need the Andy Cortez mixtape. What's the Andy Cortez mixtape called? Nitro Rifle. Oh, you think he just goes Nitro Rifle by Andy Cortez? No, Nitro Rifle. Um, Clicking Heads. Ooh, clicking Heads. His artist name is Nitro Rifle. And um, the album is called, the okay. mixtape is called Clicking Heads. Clicking Heads. Okay, that's and then he really follows hit. up, and then he follows up with the the sophomore album, ripping him to shreds. Mm. Mm. What's Ooh. the third album? What's the Come junior on. album? Um, I don't know. Taking names. Taking,
1: yeah. Taking names. TV slash AD Cortez.
3: Twitch.tv <laughs> slash AD Cortez. It's, it's like a a so, it's like how yeah. Beyonce
1: had the album called Beyonce. Yeah. But AD's album is called Twitch.tv slash AD Cortez. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I love that.
1: What's the album art yeah, text, for um, Clicking Heads? For clicking heads. Yeah, album art.
2: Um, I think it's uh it's Andy Cortez, like a James Bond style thing, where he's where he's like uh down the scope of a gun.
0: Oh you're seeing him, but
2: he's in the distance and he's just holding a gun back. He's like, I got no fear. See, I was like. You don't like know a...
1: which head is being clicked yeah. in the situation. Uh, yeah. It yeah, could yeah, yeah. be exactly. his, it could be the enemy. It could be the enemies. I, I, I was thinking of like,
3: he, he's uh, like uh, holding a gun towards the camera, but then like a mouse, like a computer mouse, is like on top of his oh, head. Oh, yeah. Like, he's
2: actually being clicked, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like he's holding a gun, but also he's holding a mouse in his hand. Wow! Like mm. this just, just oh, good. Shit. Like he's he's like like it's cock to throw like a grenade, but it's just a mouse, and you're like, damn. How long
1: do you think before we see art <laughs> of exactly what we're discussing? I want to see
2: it. I want to see it. I'm gonna I want give it by about five hours. By the end of the five day, hours. By, by the end I of think day, we'll see. Yeah, Bless and I will executive produce the the mixtape. Oh, and like, I'll it'll be fire. It'll be fire. We can make this happen. Andy yeah. Cortez, let's do hit it. me up. For now, <laughs> let's hop into story
1: number four. The studio that made Wadham is shutting down. This is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Phenomena is shutting down this week, according to People Make Games' uh, Chris Bratt. Uh, not <laughs> to be confused with the person that's playing Mario. This is Brat with a B. Uh, quote, I'm absolutely gutted to report that Phenomena is set to be closed by the end of this month, with all contractors already having been laid off as last as of last Wednesday, Brat said on Twitter today. Earlier this month, Brat included the developer of Luna and Wadum in a People Make Games report on abusive indie a- a- auteurs. While investigating previously known workplace problems at indie studios, mountains, and Fulbright, sources had, to- had told of it. In a, sources had told it of a similar situation at Phenomena with co-founder Robin Hunick. A group of former Phenomena employees described Hunick as emotionally abusive, often sharing employees' sensitive personal information with others in a work environment without their consent. After the report's publication, Hunick posted to Twitter saying, "Quote: Leadership is a journey and often a difficult one. It sadden- saddens me to know people are hurting from mistakes I've made." What a terrible quote. I am truly sorry. Right now, I'm taking time to, to talk to people, focus on the feedback everybody is sharing, and figure out next steps. End quote. Shortly after Brad's report surfaced, Phenomena shared that that it is in the process of securing funding to sustain the studio. Quote: Phenomena was in the process of closing an investment round just before GDC, and we're still actively working to do so. The company said via Twitter. They continued: Quote: Last week we we'll let every last week we let everyone know that if we do not successfully finish the fundraise, we will be forced to close the studio.
2: And Quote. leadership is a journey you know what isn't a journey not being shitty it's very easy just don't do it tam
3: you know who the the real victims are in all of these cases the leaders the leadership <laughs> the leaders and the, the hell,
2: CEOs. are you serious leadership is a journey grow up just don't be shitty to people and like Hell, that yeah. sucks. I like... mean,
1: I, th- I think that sums it up, right? Like, don't be shitty to people. I and mean, like, this is a conversation I was having uh, after the Fulbright story came out, right? Like, we talk a lot about auteurs and the leaderships of the, the the studios, right? Both again, both AAA, right? But in this case, a lot of indie studios that. You might consider like indie darlings or studios that are responsible for games that might mean a lot to people, right? We we're talking about Fulbright, we're talking about Gone Home, we we're talking about um, uh, uh, this studio, Phenomena, right? We're talking about Wadham. Um, it seems like oftentimes you have that auteur mm. leadership that goes awry, right? That, like, hey, you know, I made a I made a dope ass thing and now, like, I have this power, I have this say, and I'm leading the studio, and all of a sudden I feel untouchable and I feel the power to be able to do whatever I want, even if that includes. You know, being abusive, even if th- that includes talking down to people, even if that includes insulting people or misusing my power, right? I think for me, that comes back to leadership is not for everybody, right? Like no. the the this, this statement isn't uh, sh- the statement being made here shouldn't be the statement of leadership is a journey, right? It should be a statement of, hey, I'm sorry, I fucked up, I'm stepping down, I'm a bad leader. Because from that, from what we're reading here, you are a bad leader. Yeah. Um, and you can be a good designer, you can be a good writer, you can be a good um, programmer, you can be great at making a game, that doesn't automatically ma- mean you're going to be a great leader. And we're, I think that's what we're seeing a lot of here, where yeah. people just end up in leading roles and they should not be in leading roles.
2: The the thing that boggles my mind, and the thing that I think is a major issue is like being one of those people is dangerous, especially when you forget that the thing that probably got you to that position is the hard work of multiple people. When you take this kind of perspective and you become this kind of person, what you're also doing is telling everyone, I am the only person who was capable of making this thing. Like the reason this thing that you love exists is because I exist. And I am the, I am the only person that mattered in the creative process. Which is ridiculous. Like All leaders like need to remember in these studios that you ain't shit without all the other people because there's no person that exists on this earth that is multi-disciplined to the point where they can do every single thing in a game development process. And if that person exists, there is not enough time or energy for that person to mm-hmm. pull it off. Take, I don't know, people that I like, Kojima, uh, Miyazaki, they are not they are not capable of putting out the games that we love yeah. without the people that are around them. When you forget that and you become the auteur who's like in a position where you're the leader and you start making these kind of behaviors it's normal. All my vision. It's it's my it's not your vision. You like you ain't shit. You're nothing without the people around you. When you forget that, you will get exposed and you will start being you, you will start behaving shit in a shitty way like this. And let me tell you. It doesn't take training. It doesn't take a lot of life experience to learn the fact that you shouldn't be harassing people. It's very, very easy. It's basic shit that you probably, as a human, should just naturally know. Don't make other people feel bad. And like the fact that when this stuff happens, people need to come out with their like shitty apologies and be like, Ah, this is a journey. It was a journey for me. No, it wasn't, man. Just take the L. Shut up and just yeah. go away. Like take take the take the L, be better, step down. Yeah, I think I'm is, like is I, I've awesome. reached the point where like as you can probably tell, I'm like incredibly exasperated with people in this industry, especially people in leadership positions. And then the thing that really pushes it further is when they do the oh, I didn't know this is what well. I was gonna woe is me. I'm so it was so hard done by you know, it was really difficult for me. No, it wasn't. Like just the every apology needs to be what Blessing said from this point on. I screwed up. It was my fault i suck at this i'm out of here maybe i'll come back one day and hopefully i can prove to you that i'm not the same person peace bye that's how it should be not all. Oh, woe is me leadership is really difficult i made some mistakes leadership is difficult if you're a shitty leader
1: mm-hmm. yeah n- not not everybody should be a leader right i think i i, I think that's what i keep yeah, that's the exactly. that's the thought that i keep thinking about as we get more of these stories of people that Lead studios, and again, we're fans of them, right? We're like, oh shit, yeah, Steve Gainer, like he's he was the lead on Gone Home. He made like X Y Z thing that I loved. Turns out, right, like you, he should not have been a leader. He should have stuck to writing. He should have stuck to the stuff he was good at. And also, he shouldn't have been shitty in the situations where he ended up being shitty, right? Like, I, 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 th- that is the thing that ends up being the bummer for me is seeing people, resol- seeing p- not even evol- not even evolve into shitty people because I don't think that's necessarily a thing that people turn into, right? I think that is the thing of, you know, you're put in that position, and all of a sudden you see your true colors. And it sucks, man. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, uh, I hope that from these, we get we get lessons that people learn, at yeah. least studios learn, in terms of, you know, I hate seeing this happen to the Wadham developer. I hate seeing that happen to Fulbright. I hate, I hate seeing this shit happen yeah. to these different darling studios. I hope that other, other indie studios and other studios, period, like, look at this stuff and go... Mm.
2: Oh, we need to get our shit together
1: like especially if we yeah. don't have their shit
2: together right and, like oh uh,
1: we can't act this way
2: yeah and also shout out to the people who are not in the news that are genuinely good like at this and like they're just mm. you know it's easy to kind of criticize the people who are bad and it's much harder to like praise the people who are good because we just never heard, hear about the people who are good no one's out there being like oh this is a great you know this studio is real great and this leader is real great so if you, if you are one of those people shout out to you you're well done it isn't easy to lead a team and like bless said no no one is built for it and um, some people just aren't built for it and there's other people who are like you know i didn't mean to be a leader and now i've been put into this position like if that if that's you and you feel like you're going to screw it up and you don't feel confident like either do the work to be better from the outset or just like don't step into that position if you don't feel like you can handle it because there's lives can be ruined like genu- and people can 1000%. be ruined. percent. yeah and like I think that's a huge be, thing is that like yeah. You can really hurt people
1: if you are a bad leader or if you're, if you're abusing that role. Like that can have a detrimental effect on people's mental health, on yeah, their actual exactly. health. Yeah. Yeah. Last news story, story number five Nintendo could be preparing to add new NES and SNES games to uh, Nintendo Switch online. This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. Nintendo could be pre- preparing to add more titles to its NES and SNES libraries to, uh, on Nintendo Switch Online. According to the N- Nintendo Status Bot uh, aka NIN Status Bot Twitter account, a profile that tracks Nintendo's maintenance windows, both the NES and SNES apps will go down for maintenance on Thursday uh, morning between 5.55pm Pacific Time and 7pm Pacific Time. I said Thursday morning there because I did have to translate the time zone they had originally. But yeah, just I think this is actually supposed to be today uh 5 55 p.m pacific time uh mm. and 7 p.m pacific time nintendo often takes its retro console apps down for maintenance when it adds new titles to them suggesting it may make an announcement either today or on thursday morning that more nes and snes games are being added nintendo often takes its retro consoles uh apps down for maintenance when it adds new titles to them suggesting it may make an announcement either to. oh okay never mind i'm just repeating the same paragraph tam how excited are, are you for possible new NES slash SNES online games?
2: I'm excited. I love the uh, choice of having uh Super Mario RPG on screen right now. Um I would love to play that. Uh but yeah, how's that I don't not on know. there yet? It's it's wild. I feel like yep. There's some really obvious ones that I feel Nintendo holds back just because they know that oh we've got some stinkers coming up or we've got some stuff mm-hmm. that no one really cares about. We need to have like a banger for every one of these yeah, drops. So I feel, like, I feel like, it, like they keep these. Yeah.
3: After Earthbound, it's like you gotta you gotta get Super Mario RPG on there.
2: You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think like it's only a matter of time until we get it. It's just a matter of like how long and what is it every drop will be a bunch of games that you probably are like, Oh cool, but I'm not gonna play that and then one or two big games that you're like, Oh hell yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so whether like Mario RPG is part of the next drop, um, who knows, but I think I'm excited to see what that one big game is where everyone goes, Hey, awesome. We've got this game, you know, uh, it's available to us. We can play it.
1: I hope so. There have been plenty now that we're this far into NES online, there've been plenty of posts on the Nintendo Twitter of them announcing new games for NES online. And I look at it and I'm like, what are any of these games? I don't, I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> I swear to God, they're like going into an NES name generator and just put, put punching shit in and seeing if people
2: notice. Yeah, it is there's some games that I'm like, do we need this? Did we need Block Jumper or whatever the hell that is? Like, yeah. it's just like, come on. Yeah,
1: it's like name generator ass games. Like, oh yeah, we have, uh, fight. Oh, I was gonna say Fight Night. That's an actual thing. We have. <laughs> I was like, what sounds like Final Fight? And I was gonna say Fight Night. Uh, yeah, yeah we have Last Stand for the NES launching today. Yeah. Like, it's the most random names of shit. Where I'm. We've like...
2: got Punch Puncher. I was like, what? What's that? Who? We got who knows Flip. what that is? Yeah, a skateboarding game that everybody knows. Yeah, we've got a uh, run uh, adventure. We right. got uh,
1: tiger oh no tiger Woods And then and, and then
2: there's that those games that. games that are just like one word and just just explain the genre of the game like adventure. And you're like, "Okay, what's this?" It's like,
1: "Okay, I get what this is."
2: Yeah, 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 adventure yeah. or Jump Man. Oh, yeah, or Jump. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. Mm. Whatever that is. Tim. very excited to see what game and then what happens is you're like okay who cares about that and then they're like and Nintendo fans were like, actually, that was the first game that this legendary developer ever made. And it's one of the most important games in the history. And you're like, all right, I'm canceled okay, now. Don't so
3: call like...
1: out Jared Petty like that.
2: Come on. <laughs> out, <baby. laughs> See, I thought you were making like a Moon RPG adventure
1: reference. Yeah, I remember that's what that's I'm
2: happening. talking about. Like, people like, what the flips a Moon RPG? And everyone like, like, actually, without Moon, you RPG, you know have know have moon RPG, you wouldn't have
1: gotten You wouldn't have gotten Undertale. Moon RPG is responsible for yeah. it all. And it's I was like, 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 like oh, like, damn. Live Alive or whatever got announced.
3: And like all of these nerds who definitely had not heard of it before were like. Like, yeah, oh, you ever heard like... of
2: Live Alive? Yes, yeah, the isometric diorama classic. You're like whatever <laughs> you you just Google that shit. I can see you quoting the Wikipedia right now. Stop lying. <laughs> exactly, stop lying, Perry Schneider. <laughs> anyway,
1: Tim, I'm very excited to see how hype Live Alive ends up being because it actually looks like a pretty uh, fun time. But the release of Live Alive Live Alive is so far away. If I want to <laughs> know what's coming out to Mama Grop shops today,
2: where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games that host each and every weekday.
1: Out today, we got Agent Intercept for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. Katie and Meowland for PS4, Xbox One. How do I get to Meowland? I got I've Barrett, can you look up Katie and meow, Meowland? I got to know what that is. Uh, we got Death Stranding Director's Cut for PC, Escape First for PS4, Richie's Nightmare for Switch, Shattered Tale of the Forgotten King for PS4, Switch, and PC, Take Off the Flight Simulator for Switch, G Darius HD for PC, Stardom 3 for PC, and then Y Land's Ocean Odyssey's update is available right now. Uh, right now, Barrett has pulled up. Uh, What's the name? Katie and Meowland? Yeah, this looks kind of cool. Interesting.
3: Yeah, it's got an interesting art style. It's based off of Alice in Wonderland, apparently. Holy cow! Um,
1: on, oh yeah. On yeah, art right. it. yeah, like style looks like I don't, it's, it almost reminds me of a little bit of like Foster's Home, oh. mixed with uh. like. I don't know what the other thing I'm thinking of is. Yeah, yeah. It has like, there's definitely something I, that is that is throwing. It's got back that here. like,
3: it's got that early mid uh, 2000s uh, like Cartoon Network vibe to it.
1: Yeah, it also reminds me a little bit of like Broken Age ish. Yeah, it looks like, like Double if Fine. in Broken Age had mm. a beep. Yeah, this is good. This looks cool. Yeah. All right, you know what? Shout out to Katie. Hope she yeah. has fun in Meowland. Oh, in
2: Meowland, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> New dates for you. We got Mighty Goose's Free DLC. That is coming on Tuesday, April 19th on PS5 Switch, Game Pass for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC, uh, PlayStation 4 and Steam. The second annual MetaQuest gaming showcase is happening April 20th. And then the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe comes to PS5 and PS4 on April 27th. Did you Heels... see that?
2: Did you see that meta news story that's going around? No, oh, what is this? it's 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 wild like so apparently meta is paying targeted victory which is a major consulting firm to orchestrate a nationwide campaign to turn people against tiktok
1: no way which is yeah Yeah. so (laughs)
2: meta is like people are making too much fun of us we need to spend millions and millions of dollars to turn people against tiktok it is wild they they know
1: that's gonna fail (laughs)
2: Yeah, I I I think that as a as a society we should ruthlessly bully Matt until it goes away. Mm. Mm. I what I need is for them to put out the Oculus
1: Quest three and make it so that I don't need a Facebook account to use it. Never. Like that's all I never, care about. For it's me. never happening.
2: That's never that's happening. All I care about. The next, the next, the uh, next. What's more likely to happen is the next Oculus Quest will include some sort of syringe that goes into your body and will yeah. extract blood and collect more information. Yeah.
1: They're like gonna have a Facebook branded chip that you have to put inside you in order yeah. to use Oculus three, and they're gonna say, "Oh no, it enhances the VR experience," yes. but really, just it <laughs> tracks your blood data so they can sell you ads. Yep.
2: I think there's actually a way of decoupling your Facebook account already, but there's, like, weirdness to it. Hmm. Do you know anybody with a Quest 2? Here's my
1: thing. I have a Quest 1. I've got a Quest 2. Do you like it? Because I have a Quest 1, and I don't know if I should upgrade
2: or not. I've been, like, staying away because of the Facebook thing. I need to use it more. I attended a Kendrick Lamar concert with with it on YouTube. How's that? It was awful. It was very strange. I was, I felt like I was like a, a tiny human watching uh, Kendrick Lamar tower above me, and it was a not in the good character. like not not in the good like uh, Fortnite way. Um, um, but I will say the other. I've been playing a bit of Resident Evil 4 on it. Great game, like real good in in, in VR? A, yeah yeah in VR, especially in VR. It's really good. Like um, it's probably the best game I've played on it. Um, I do want to check out more things, um, especially now that I'm in a, an apartment that has a space to do it. Um, so I think I just need to sometimes I forget I have it. And, and like, that's that's a bad that's situation too. to be in. Like, I've been yeah. trying to
1: get back into Beat Saber specifically because like I need some kind of physical activity. And Beat Saber was really good for that uh, mm. when I still had my PSVR set up. Um, but like since moving to this new apartment, I just don't have space to play Beat Saber. Like I can maybe play in my room but like i'm scared that i'm gonna hit my tv or some shit and i don't yeah. want to punch through my tv or all this equipment that i have in here and then the living room doesn't have as much space and also i don't want like you know michael Higham walking out of his taking room videos like, of
2: you and yeah like um... i'm out here
1: feeling fl- fl- my arms all over the place <laughs> michael Heim just wants to get to the kitchen Kevin and
3: i used to do that to each other all the time at the the studio when he would uh walk around with the the vr headset you know
2: you just like play take, on it, each it, other?
3: It t- yeah take videos of each other tickle each other
2: Great. I love the idea of Michael Hyam coming out of his room to go to get a glass of water and suddenly you're there flailing your arms around like for General yeah. Grievous with all <laughs> of his. <laughs> hey,
1: see, <laughs> That's the situation I don't want. I don't need Michael Hyam seeing me like, because I'm trying to sweat more saying saying. that's my thing is when i played VR uh, beat saber uh i was in there sweating i was playing the most difficult modes i was in there to get the physical workout okay. and i don't want to be sweating in the living room i mean we have a workout setup set up in the living room that michael does use he has like an uh, um, i was gonna say an excite bike he has like um a workout bike out there and he has like weights and stuff so he does wake he does like work out in the living room but i'm trying to be active you know i'm not trying yeah. to do like those like you know slow workouts i'm trying to like have be you beat
2: saber. have you tried um at, in your apartment, um, there's this uh, like rectangular thing called a front door. Mm-hmm. If you go through that, it takes you into the outside world where there's like almost infinite space. Oh, and you can just wow. like... If you like take... When you're walking, mm-hmm. if you increase the pace of your steps and keep going as much as you can, you will eventually uh, transition into something called a run. Fuck yeah. that. No, we're not it, doing it, that. If no. you go
3: outside... With no shoes on, what and I, you run, and there's this thing on, on the ground that's green called grass. Yeah, and You yeah. have your feet touch some grass, and you can t- touch touch
1: it some grass. Is this yeah. similar to, like, touching grace?
2: Yes, exactly yeah, like so that. It's actually, exactly. yeah, but touching I grace to is based it. on the idea of touching grass, so damn. maybe give that a go. Goddamn.
1: No, I'm not doing any sort of, like, any physical activity that involves walking or running long distances. <laughs> oh, man, I'd rather, uh, I, what was the thing you said you'd rather do uh, at, the, at the top of the show? I'd rather do
2: that. Uh, I would like uh, consume dung. Yes. <laughs> become, no. I see. No. Become the lonesome dung eater. Become the <laughs> lonesome lonesome dung eater. That's what I'd rather <laughs> do. Uh,
1: deals of the day for you. Microsoft has announced that March 2022's games of gold are another site. Hugh, Outpost Kaloki X and MX versus ATV alive. What did you
2: say? I that sounded uh, out, like wild. Outpost
1: Kaloki X. Okay. I've never heard of this. Okay. Cool uh playstation plus games have been announced for april you're getting hood outlaws and legends spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom rehydrated Woo! and then slave the Spire, which is pretty cool and then hidden in that same playstation blog post for ps plus uh it was announced that persona 5 is leaving the ps plus collection on may 11th uh add the game to your library before then to continue to access it while you have an active playstation plus subscription or, that's you sad know, news just, i don't does, like that
3: or, or you know just play royal I think yeah. it was. I think it was a mistake from the fucking beginning that they, uh, you know, release Royal, an infinitely better version of Persona Five, and then they're like, ah, oh, let's give the lesser version to, you know,
0: to, to be fair, it's people. free.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, I it's guess. free with the subscription, but it, it's one yeah. of those things where, like, I constantly get the question of, like, "Barrett, what should I play? Persona 5 or Persona 5 Royal? No, and I answer Royal, Royal because yeah. it is the infinitely better version. They're like, well, Persona 5 is on the PS Plus collection. I'll just play that. And it's like, no. Why do you why, ask me then? Why are you why asking did you ask me then? When I, you know the answer. You know the answer I'm going to give you. You know? Like, you're going to have to. And it's Royal is always on sale. It's always on sale. Always. It's weirdly, even when there's not a PlayStation sale going on, somehow always on sale. Mm-hmm. Just fucking exactly. play that version. It's infinitely it. so many like uh, quality of life changes that make the gameplay much more fun. I mean, fucking like
1: quality of life. The the which actually does. I do I do think the quality of life is important because so the go- li- it's so gets much better. In that game. But also the story stuff, right? Like I would always recommend Royal over Persona Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also like it was the easy, it and was the slam like, e- for them to go like, you all don't right, let's want to do this the extra Royal
3: stuff. You can just get the ending
1: from Persona Five. Mm-hmm. That's like, just yeah, but
2: like, unfortunately,
1: unfortunately though. 5, you know. Unfortunately,
2: like... though, the Okumura boss fight in both of them, the same. Yeah, hate to see it. Truly hate to see it. Well, Truly the Okumura boss
3: it. fight in the original was just kind of whatever, boring. And then it, and then they made it tough in in Royal. But that's it bad. was it
2: was like messed up in the original as well. I think
3: no, the it was more of the the palace itself of Okumura was like really oh. fucked up and dumb or is in the yeah. the boss fight itself it was just kind of like whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> Andy Cortez in chat. Fucking nerdy ass show right now. Andy Cortez. Andy, the, uh, so you got a thinking. mixtape to make.
2: Get out of Andy
1: does have a mixtape to make. Andy, get the fuck out of chat and get into the studio, all right all right? Andy, some bars. like,
3: Oh, my God, I understand all the lore to Elden Ring, you fucking nerd. Get out of here.
1: Andy wants to hear more about us talking about the lonesome dung eater. That's what he wants. Uh, a, do okay. you know what I want? I want to tell you about the April Free Prime gaming titles, which have also been announced. Uh, you're getting Oblivion, Game of the Year, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville, Monkey Island 2 Special Edition, Nanotale, not related to the nanobiologist, Typing Chronicles, uh, and then Guild of Ascension. Tam, now it's time for kind of com slash wrong, where you write in list of what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it yes, for those watching know. later
2: on YouTube and listening on podcast services around the globe. There is another Mission Impossible movie. We made the mistake. I get it. Actually, this nobody did write in about the Mission oh, Impossible really? movie. Yeah. Wow. We got them. It's not
1: but if you them. want to correct that, yeah, uh, there is a Mission Impossible movie dropping. You said 2023?
2: Yeah, 2023.
1: Hell Yeah. I was real sad. I'm not going to lie. I got real sad when you said 2024. I was like, what am I, what am I living for then? You know, why am I here? <laughs> if I'm not going to get a Mission Impossible movie in
2: the next two years. Bless, blessing. Have you seen the movie Demolition Man?
1: I have seen the movie Demolition
2: Man. Okay, I think good. I watched it you sure. with you. Okay, good. Just making yeah. sure. Very good right. movie.
1: Uh, Oscar Ivan writes in and say, if I heard uh, right, Bless if I heard right, Bless said Paper Mario 64 is a game that you start OP and Bowser owns you and then you're super weak. Not the case. Bowser wrecks you in the beginning of the game because he stole the star rod and, and is invincible with it. Hold on. I, I got like a weird pop-up thing on my Google Excel. Uh, the game afterwards is you getting more powerful and saving the star spirits to be on an even playing field with Bowser. Okay, maybe I, maybe I that's what I got confused. I remember getting my ass handed to me at the beginning of the game by bowser Mm -hmm. and it was like it was a purposeful ass whooping um and i think that was the first time that that happened to me as a kid maybe that's what i was thinking right and then Jay fulcrum wrote in to talk about the rocket league and forza uh collaboration f10 is coming in two parts 2023 and 2024. Uh, at the end of the
2: first part vin diesel gonna snap and the entire you know half the people in the universe are gonna fade away and they're gonna be like damn they really did that that's wild Damn,
1: that'd be crazy. That, i honestly like they would get me in. Imagine could, if Vin Diesel did the forward. snap
2: and half the cars in the universe vanished. <laughs>
1: Nothing else. But then, like, you get a you get a movie in between those two movies. That's just The Rock and um, Jason Statham, and it's them like figuring out time travel. <laughs> and then like, the last <laughs> yeah. movie is like, all right, cool. We're all going on a time travel adventure throughout all the Fast and Furious movies. That would yeah. be dope as hell. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Uh, tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Greg and Tim. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this, is Greg and Mike playing some of that WWE 2K22. If you want to catch that stream later, you can, of course, subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time. Game Daily.